I mean, the one thing you can never do in, in the restaurant business is, is kind of look at what you did yesterday. Things get very old very quickly. Uh, you have to be creative and innovative and, um, and you have to do that now because you can't wait for the old normal to come back. Uh, you have to become much more productive and efficient in your restaurants. Um, you have to pre prepare for you know, sales that are lower than what you had before. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined by Bruce Reinstein. Now, this, this bio that I'm going to give of him is about two to three times longer than I normally give because Bruce has done so much stuff, and I'm really excited to have you on, Bruce. Uh, so thanks for joining us, first of all. My pleasure. Good to be with you. So here's a little rundown about Bruce. Here's his rap sheet. He's an award-winning uh, executive in the hospitality industry who has been serving in this capacity for over 40 years. He's got an incredible experience, both of breadth and depth. Uh, he spent his career creating, running, and selling restaurant brands and is now a partner of Kinetic 12, which is a food service and general management consulting firm. Uh, he's worked, he currently works with the NRA and a bunch of other brands that I promise you know, but we can't say on air. Um, and one of the things that, that caught me about Bruce is he did an eight-part series in uh, fsrmagazine.com about the future of restaurants, incredible vision of, of what the future is going to be, uh, the best glimpse into the new normal that I have seen from anyone. And so I read the articles, I reached out to Bruce and I was like, Bruce, can you please come on the podcast? And uh, he's been so gracious to come on. Um, so Bruce, first of all, what does Kinetic 12 do? Well, uh, Kinetic 12 is a, it's a boutique consulting firm and we focus in on uh, strategy. And, and a lot of people talk about strategy, but um, we work with uh, operators, suppliers, uh, associations, everybody in the industry, because in the end, the, the belief is as good as uh, people are at what they do, um, they can get better. And uh, what we're able to do is use our expertise to, to help them figure it out as opposed to us telling them what to do. And, and you've done that very successfully. Um, and I'm, you know, we, we were talking before about how this isn't something where you just woke up one day and was like, I want to be in the restaurant space. Like you built brands from the ground up, sold them. Um, you've been, you've worked with hundreds of different brands. So you've seen this inside, outside, frontwards, backwards. Um, so tell us a little bit about the, what people are calling the new normal, what some people I'm hearing calling the next normal, which I like, uh, Talk to us about what things should restaurant owners, operators be preparing for, be looking for? Yeah, and I think, uh, first of all, it's funny, I look back at the first article we did, we, we called it the new normal, but it's really not the new normal. We don't know what that is. Uh, it's an evolving new normal, and we're all adjusting to it. Um, the one thing that's clear is that 
the old normal won't be coming back uh, anytime soon. So yeah. we're, we're making adjustments. And um, it all really started with uh, consumer behaviors changing. And we're all consumers. And, and we have to recognize that. We've all made adjustments. And at this point, um, our focus, all of us, um, has to be able to adapt so that the consumers go out and feel comfortable and safe and uh, spend their money with, with us if we're, we're operators. Yeah, so what, what does that look like in terms of what things should we have in place as owners, operators of these restaurant brands to make sure that we're not getting left behind in the, in the new normal as that emerges? Well, I mean, we've talked about it, but safety first is, is a real thing. Uh, one of the mistakes that have happened is we began the process of safety first, then we got busy. And as soon as we got busy, what happened is we lost track of safety first. We, mm -hmm. we were focusing on execution and taking care of our customers, and we got in a little trouble again in certain markets. So safety first is going to be part of it. Um, flexibility is a major, major part of what we have to do because um, the consumer is looking for different things than they ever had before. And um, so that's why you're beginning to see the restaurant of the future changing. You're, you're seeing it um, much different in that the, the inside uh, in-house business with your typical tables and chairs and service levels that are different that's changing, that's becoming smaller. Uh, Off-premise and outside seating and uh, different other applications, that's beginning to take over. And we're beginning to see the larger chains from Chipotle to uh, KFC, et cetera. They're coming up with their new restaurants of the future and they're very, very different. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that flexibility and, and how the restaurant this actually, it's not just something where you reserve a couple of parking stalls in the front for curbside pickup. You're talking about a completely revolutionary new type of restaurant. And a lot of the designs that, that I saw from the articles and some of the things I've seen you share before, they look almost more like uh, car washes, like, you know, or gas stations. So, so talk to us a little bit about what that flexibility entails. You know, what's interesting is vacant parking lots are going to become the most important real estate available because in general, what's uh, going to happen is you're going to be dropping these uh, serviceable uh, venues on these parking lots and being extremely creative. So, so options become very important. We're all different. We all want things differently. Some of us simply like delivery. It's convenient. Delivery is not going away anytime soon, but with delivery, you're giving up certain things such as potentially uh, food safety, uh, timing, uh, you know, so many different aspects. And so all of a sudden we had this thing called curbside. It's been around forever, but nobody was using it. So now all of a sudden curbside provides you restaurant quality food. Uh, it provides it at the time that you want. Um, it's frictionless, so therefore, I can place my order on my app. I can pay. Um, I can tell you to put it in my trunk. It, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, which I alluded to in the latest uh, article, 
This is thing that could be outside seating in a place where we have what we call curbside delivery. So all of a sudden I'm sitting at this outside picnic table with a table number. I place my order on my app, I pay for it, and lo and behold, somebody's delivering my food to uh, my picnic table and there's a big TV screen in this uh, tent, which uh, is very good. It gives me the convenience. It gives me a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of a new idea. So, and, and, and with that flexibility, do you see any of these trends kind of that have really spiked up during this whole COVID thing? Are you seeing any of these trends that are going to go away or do you see them becoming more, more uh, pronounced? You know, I, I've talked to some restaurateurs who are thinking that, hey, I'm just kind of going to hold my breath until I could open up my restaurant again because I don't, you know, I'm not set up for curbside. I don't have an outdoor patio. Um, What would you say to those places that are thinking that they just kind of hold their breath until uh, they could go back to dining room? Well, you know, those are the ones that have it the the most difficult. and, And those are the ones that you can understand that as we're talking about these new types of ways of, of doing business, they may not be able to, but, um, but I wouldn't hold my breath waiting because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just going to take a long time and possibly it may never come back to exactly what it is. So what can they do? Um, they definitely have to embrace off premise. And um, I don't know about you, but I, I go to my favorite restaurants. They are chef-driven brands, great food that I used to love being inside. And I look forward to being in those restaurants again. Um, But I'm picking up food from those restaurants all the time. I'm I'm having restaurant-quality food from my favorite restaurants, favorite chefs at home, or I'm taking it out and sitting in a park. But I'm enjoying great food still from those places. So... Off-premise is okay. It's, um, I know that some feel that um, it may make their food seem too simple or not up to the level that you would have inside. But believe me, the consumer appreciates restaurant-quality food anywhere. Um, the other thing is um, meal kits become very important for those brands. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have gotten used to cooking at home. They don't want to do it all the time. But if I could have my favorite chef on video or uh, somebody who I can speak to and I'm able to actually prepare some of those foods at home, it, it's working. And yeah. be, because in the end, to get to 100% capacity again inside a restaurant is going to take time. And um, so you have to generate revenue in other ways. Yeah, I think the meal kits are really powerful. You know, someone that we interviewed before, Simon Perryman, he has a technology that will allow people to follow along and, and the chef will live cast uh, themselves prepping the meal with the people. Uh, that way, if they have questions, they can answer it live, have an interactive, um, interactive experience. But I think the key is, like you're talking about with this flexibility, is getting creative right? Thinking outside of the old normal and imagining that you are starting from ground zero today with the same values that you used to have, the same soul that you used to have, 
but maybe a new embodiment of that. And, and what would that look like if you started a restaurant today? It would probably look very different than if you started it five, 10 years ago, whenever the restaurant was started. Um, yeah. And so I love thinking about it in terms of that flexibility because that's what it's really going to uh, entail. Yeah, the, I mean, the one thing you can never do in, in the restaurant business is, is kind of look at what you did yesterday Things get very old very quickly. Uh, you have to be creative and innovative, and um, and you have to do that now because you can't wait for the old normal to come back. Uh, you have to become much more productive and efficient in your restaurants. Um, you have to pre prepare for you know sales that are lower than what you had before, but you can become much more productive, uh, much more creative in how you do things. And there are revenue streams out there. The consumer, uh, initially, everybody was barricaded in their homes, afraid to go out. But now they're, they're going out again. They, they want to eat at restaurants or from restaurants. You just have to give them reason to come in, uh, not only for what you have, but to come in frequently. Frequency mm -hmm. is really the key. Um, and you have to be creative with your menus. It's not how large the menu is. It's how good your menu is. Um, mm. You need to cut back on the number of ingredients you have. Simplify, but, but don't simplify by making it not up to your standards. Simplify and make sure that everything you sell is high level, high standards, uh, something that you are comfortable uh, that your customer is going to come back for. And, and Bruce, that's, that's a hard thing, man. You, you're basically telling me to get rid of one of my kids, you know, like well, we put a lot of thought into the menu, people tell me, and, and how do I, uh, how, how am I expected to give up one of my menu items when I know it's John's favorite? I know Sandy comes in here every Thursday for this menu item, but they may be the only two people who get it. And so you've got to, you, you got to trim the fat, right? That's right, and, and it, it's hard because John and Sandy like those items, but are you selling them to other people who don't like those items? <laughs> so, um, so you can't make the menu too small, but you have to make sure that everything you're actually serving is top-notch and things that people will come back for, because frequency is really important. And, and the other thing I wanted to mention to you, um, in a previous article, I talked about what I call fringe day parts. So we know day parts mm -hmm. traditionally is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, but fringe day parts is a tremendous opportunity. So um, what are restaurants doing at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, times that usually it's very quiet? Those are the times that you can generate revenue. Uh, consumers are trying to social distance, as we all know. So they don't want to go into restaurants at your traditional 12 to one or six to eight or whatever it may be. So be creative at those times and, and drive revenue when you never used to drive revenue. Yeah. And we, we're actually seeing a lot of our clients are doing that. Um, not just fringe day parts, but slower days, you know, when the, the Monday afternoons that used yeah. to be typically some of their slowest days, um, they will send out a text message Monday morning and uh, we'll get a crowd in. And so it's, it's a matter of, um, I think you're absolutely right is, is finding those ways to, to make that revenue up because 
it's not, it's not going to be back to a hundred percent. Um, it's not going to go back to the old normal and, uh, any last pieces of advice that you would give to our listeners, viewers? I would, all I would say is that again, I'm, I'm not living it, but I had lived it before. I I've been through some tough times. Um, the key is to look forward, find a way to generate enough revenue so that you're staying afloat because the future is bright. Uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunity out there. Um, but you do have to get outside of the little box you've been in and, um, be creative. The, the industry is, you know, has tremendously innovative and creative people, hardworking. Uh, now's the time to dig deep and, uh, and use that information and knowledge to move forward. Awesome. So here are my key takeaways. One, the new normal, we don't know what it is, but we certainly know the old normal isn't coming back. Two, safety first. It's not a mantra. Uh, it's not something that get, just gets taped onto the wall. It's got to be a real part of culture. Uh, three, flexibility from the service to the design of the building to off-premise, really rethink what you're doing. Uh, four, it's not about how large your menu is. It's about how good it is. So simplify it down. And I love what you said. Sure, John and Sandy may like that one thing, but if other people don't, you're losing them. So uh, don't, don't let the emotions take over for what, the, uh, for what data shows. Five, uh, I love the fringe day parts, 10 a.m., 3 p.m., generate revenue. And then lastly, the future is bright. So don't, don't hold your breath waiting for things to come back. Think outside the box, but realize that the future is bright. Bruce, love it so much. How do people find you, follow you? Well, you uh, can always reach me at bruce at kinetic12.com. Um, always enjoy having conversations. If you just want to chat, please, uh, let's talk. Well, Bruce, for rethinking what the future is going to look like for the hospitality industry, today's ovation goes to you. We'll post a link to uh, these FSR Magazine articles. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us a little bit about your vision of the future. Great. Great being with you today. Thanks. Thank you. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.